0: So you guys like coffee? Well, good, because we've partnered up with the best. Blackout Coffee Company is America's best small batch coffee. The true patriotic roaster is a freedom nectar that lets you stay on your grind all day, every day. Blackout Coffee Company offers signature blends, single-serving coffee pods, and several types of loose teas. You can order those as needed, or you can join a monthly subscription. Head on over to CigarStoreIdiot.com, look for the Blackout Coffee Company link, and make sure you use promo code Rob. W10. That's R O B W 10 for some immediate savings. This was never about money for us. It was about us against the system. That system that kills the human spirit. We stand for something. To those dead souls inching along the freeways in their metal coffins, we show them that the human spirit is still alive. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Cigar Store Idiots. I am Rob and you sir are. I'm Andrew. How you doing, Andrew? I'm very good. Good, man. I'm excited to do this episode because we had did the previous one we did about, uh, with the John D. Rockefeller yep. and how he influenced uh, modern medicine as we know it. Don't know if it was a good or a bad thing. If you take a look at a lot of it. It's kind of bad. I think more bad than good. And uh, we wanted to follow up with an episode uh, to kind of tie into some of those things that we talked about as far as holistic and natural medicines uh and how those are kind of like frowned upon at some point in uh, history and and it kind of changed the landscape of how we all take care of each other and we brought in an expert uh and uh ma'am if you could introduce yourself and tell us where you're from and what you do we would uh we're going to bring on our, our special guest go right ahead
1: Hey, y'all, this is Jenny Williams, and I would definitely not consider myself an expert. So <laughs> well, you're way <laughs> more
0: qualified than we are. So.
1: Well, qualified is different from being an expert. Okay. <laughs> but thank you uh, for those accolades. Um, uh, no, yeah, my name is Jenny Williams. I am a local girl. Um, we, um, we are full-time farmers. I love nature. I love the land. I do have a background um, in naturopathic health. I um, actually have been studying and using natural remedies for probably close to 25 years. I um, actually went to herbalism school I took three years to do an intensive study for a clinical master herbalist program. And a lot of the things that I share with people are just things that I do for myself and for my family. We have five children and like I said, we're full-time farmers um, and we love the land and we love living off the land. and one of the beauties of natural health is it's, you know, plant-based. And, um, you know, if you want to look at history and you look at scripture, even the Bible teaches on how there's a plant um, for every, every need, whether it be for food or medicine. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of history that supports the use of natural medicine. And I did work in the conventional medical field, um, for about three years in the '90s, and I worked for an internal medicine doctor in Atlanta. He was very old school, um, and you know he was really on the brink of retirement when I worked for him. And he was so old school that he, I think he might be dead now, so I can say these things. Okay. <laughs> um, but he taught me how to do everything that a registered nurse would do. Um, I was like his, you know, physician's assistant. I mean a lot of it was probably illegal. (laughs) (laughs) He was on his way out, you know, so he didn't care. And he was like, I can pay you cheaper than I can pay an RN or a PA. And so I learned a lot of great skills working for him. And I'm so grateful for that. But one of the things that really impacted me, I guess, in a more negative way was the overuse of pharmaceuticals. And it just blew my mind. I mean, we would have drug reps that would – come in and pay him nice checks to come to dinners and symposiums so that he would start writing their prescriptions, right? You know? and we partnered with a drug study group, and they, I got to see firsthand how they do drug studies on people, and it was just very eye-opening, and again, you know, there's balance to everything, um, and so my background as far as kind of propelling me into the natural health field is that um, I I just wanted something different for myself, you know. And so I just began to self-educate and talk to others. I actually know some naturopathic doctors who used to be in the medical field, and they switched gears um, to have a more supportive role, you know, for health and nutrition. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like I said, I'm a mom, and, um, you know, I I believe in – and uh modern medicine i don't want it to be like a poo-poo on that you know sure but there's a time and a place for everything and there's balance so preventative uh care versus um reactive care are two totally different things you know so yeah
0: i think that uh, i'm excited to be here yeah I mean, well we're we're more than happy to have you and i think that that's one of the things that we talk about now is uh, there's a there's a pill for everything so there for anything and everything and then when you take that pill there's typically a side effect and a pill that you take for that so including death yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) so there's so there's so much of that now i think it uh there's a there's a pill for every single problem and there's a pill for those problems
2: or a shot Mm -hmm. or god Mm -hmm. knows what else yeah
0: yeah yeah so so what we we were trying to figure out a way and avenue to, to kind of get back on track, because I think essentially now that we, the majority of, of folks are kind of fed up with, with that whole, um, I guess like it, it's like a, a, a better lack of way to say it is like the stockyard animal. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're all, we're all being led into these doctors and we're all like, being
1: like sheep. yes, exactly yes, like well, sheep or lambs of the slaughter. You right, know? Like, right. Is well,
0: I'll this also really say,
1: helping me, or is this just a slow death?
0: Yeah. You know? Are you but trying like, to pay pay that yacht off, or pay for that home in the mountains? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: I'll yeah also, well, say actually, there's been
2: there's been a there's been quite a bit of trust lost with I yeah. think the people in the medical field. I don't. People don't trust the medical. Our medical professionals, like they used to. I think a lot yeah. of I think a lot of faith was lost during. Well, I think it's been losing over time, but I, then I uh-huh. think the whole COVID thing people really started losing faith in the. Oh
1: yeah, it the, propelled it forward. It, Absolutely, big time. Yeah.
2: And yeah. I I think people really are looking,
0: starting to look at things we're about to talk about. Yeah, and see, um, my wife, we said she said a million times we we talked about because she's in she's in healthcare as well, and uh, you know we she said. For my entire life, all I've ever known is whatever came out of the CDC was the gospel. I mean, you—if it, yeah. it came from the CDC, yeah, it was yeah. You didn't like question it. it. And now, yeah. now after the 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 pandemic has rolled through, and we saw ways things were operating, and how I mean, again, we always say this on this podcast too: is follow the money. You got to follow the money and say who's getting paid. Always. Um, always. Well, and, and now and now you question the CDC, and that where does that leave you as far as trusting trusting yeah. and me- how some medicine. doctors were treated.
2: Yeah that weren't pushing a certain shot and were pushing other uh, other methods to take care of yourself, That how they were just outcast. And oh, that was
0: they the were, FBI trying to call in already, so I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just like <They> were, <laughs> that beep.
1: We're getting shut down no. now. It's over. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, trust me. If we hadn't got shut down yet, it's not going to yeah. happen on this one. No, no <laughs> <Yeah>. kidding.
1: No. <laughs> the white coats are here. The white coats are here.
2: If a van pulls up, I'm out the back.
0: Yep. Hey,
1: yeah. Before we get to- <laughs> before we
0: get any deeper into this podcast, I wanted to I I want to do this uh, and uh, I think it's gonna we're gonna stick it close to the topic we have and let's get on this one real quick. Absolutely. On today's what the Florida? Oh, this one's a doozy. Man on magic mushrooms attacked United Airlines crew on a flight from Florida to uh, Washington, D.C. Y'all ready, ready for this? A man on a flight from Florida to Washington, D.C. was arrested uh, after attacking airline crews while he allegedly was on uh, psilocybin mushrooms. Uh, the affidavit filed in the Eastern District Court of Virginia said that the one-hour flight, uh, was his name is uh, Sherry Logan, uh, uh, looks like uh, Seville. Is that right? Savia, okay, it's Spanish, sorry. Uh, He began wandering around the plane, running up and down the aisles, clapping uh, his hands and yelling obscene uh, statements in people's faces. Uh, Someone was in the bathroom and he tried to get in and he ripped the uh, door handle off the bathroom uh, while someone was inside. Um, he went and started violating other passengers on the plane. He grabbed a child's arm. When the flight attendant stepped between him and the child, uh, he began to grab her on her chest area, uh, and assaulting her several passengers and law enforcement on the plane, uh, intervened. They threw the guy down and handcuffed him. Uh, as they had landed, I guess the mushroom started wearing off. And, uh, he said that he remembered being out of his seat and being loud and touching people. He didn't think it was that big of a deal and he apologized for his behavior. This doesn't sound like mushrooms. <laughs> that's what it says. Magic mushrooms in the does, Miami airport. It, this does not sound like mushrooms. I think he may have said mushrooms. That was a safe, the safe go-to mushrooms. I
1: think that's bath salts. I mean, he was on bath
0: salts. <laughs> now, I mean, now, now we're talking. Now that I would believe. I mean, coming out of Florida, typically it's always bath salts. It's hard in
1: Florida. <laughs> I, I,
2: I don't think that was
0: mushrooms. What possesses people to smoke bath salts? Um, it's cheap, I guess. I, don't know. I mean, how would you know? I mean, you just look at it and go, I wonder what that, I wonder how that we'll would feel if I smoked it. Let's yeah. See what happens. yeah.
3: We'll light it up. I really don't, I really
2: don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't get a lot of that. Those drugs that were, that are made in people's bathtubs and this, I, I just, man, I just don't get it. I don't get it.
0: So, so staying on topic with this, uh, we might talk about wow. mushrooms at another point, but, yeah. but yeah. saying, what what makes people uh think that smoking bath salts is a good idea? Where in history did we go to where people was like, Wow, oh, I wonder this berry is bright red, I wonder what it'll do to me. Uh and then how we come up with these medicine these these natural medicines and remedies. Um, how many how many people uh died on the hill, so to say? Well and trying these things.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's people being Extremely experimental, basically. Even way back, I mean, look look at ayahuasca. I mean, it started you know forever ago, and they combined, What was it? A root and yeah, something, yeah. and then and, and it takes you to a, supposedly another realm. How do you know? How do you know these yeah. things? How how were they? Uh, how did they figure well,
1: that out? Well, I can shed a little bit of light on Thank that.
0: Thank God. Um, <laughs> ding, ding, ding Isn't it, <laughs> okay, isn't it true so, that like if like bright berries typically are poisonous? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean red. Yeah. Typically, wild red berries, you should stay away from those. Berries. How many
0: how many people died because of a strawberry? That's what I want to know. Um,
1: I don't know. I've not heard of any reported deaths. It's like the no, strawberry the was good. Wonder
0: what this one tastes like. And then the next thing you know, you're dead. well,
1: right. um, well as, you know, from a historical standpoint, you can look at the Bible, you can look at other historical documents and just if you want to even just look at the Bible, if you read Genesis, um, talks about fallen angels, okay, okay. and you got to dig around a little bit into some other historical documents that were not canonized, okay. So things like the Apocrypha and the Book of Enoch and other things like that that were not. When I say they're not canonized, that means they were not included in the Bible that we know today, okay. okay? So a lot of Bible theologians will say, "Oh, we don't, we're not." Gonna look at that, but whether you think it's accurate or not. There's a lot of wisdom in those books. Um, And, you know, but even just in Genesis, it talks about the fallen angels and how they came to earth and they saw that the daughters of men were beautiful and they laid with them and they created a giant race of people. Okay. Okay. And so those fallen angels, they were knowledgeable and they had wisdom and they taught it to men. They taught them how to work metal. They taught them how to, 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 you know, turn plants into medicine according to those historical documents with you know, within the Bible and other legends and other things. So that's one avenue that it comes from a higher power okay. and it was not somebody sitting in their hut, uh, you know, sampling some herbs and some mushrooms that they were pouring right. <laughs> Because if Nine. you did that
2: on accident, that would be pretty terrifying. Who yeah, would, would
1: you be. tell? Who would you teach yeah. if you died right. from it? And, you if you had,
0: and if you had a bad trip, you're not telling anybody. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's right. like don't touch <laughs> that one. Right. Not that mushroom. You know,
1: although, although I will say, now we do forage a lot on our farm, and um, we can go into that in a little bit. Um, I've actually had groups come out, and we do foraging classes, and I teach people what to look for and what's safe. And you know, we we have a lot of wild mushrooms that grow on our property. Um, you can find them usually in early fall or late spring. Okay. And, um, there are some that I know I can spot them and I know they're good. I know what they are and we dry them and we use them. We eat them. You can even grind them up into powders and add them to smoothies and all, you know, and there's a lot of great nutritional benefit, but, but here's the thing. What, What you're talking about is there are a lot of things that used to be known by a lot of people. And then when the Rockefeller, uh, then the likes of him came on the scene and realized they could profit off of petroleum-based prescription medicines. And, you know, he created the American Cancer Society um, and he created his medical schools. And, you know, only the curriculum that he approved could be there, which there is some wisdom to that, you know, because there are some things that some snake oil salesmen, you know, they have used for the agents that sure. have killed people. So we, you know, there's a time and a place, like I said, for everything. However... Things that have been tried and true, um, you know, there were things that, like my father-in-law, he just turned 80 last week, and he won't, to this day, will not eat mushrooms. Really? But it's because his mother told them to never eat mushrooms. They were all poisonous. And it's probably because somebody in their family did forage a mushroom that was toxic, and it didn't kill him, but it made him very sick. Right. But again, that's what we call in the herbal uh, world, lost ways. We have lost our way. We have lost the skills and the abilities to identify plants and know the purposes and the uses for them. And, uh, you know, and so there's power in knowledge. And just like you guys were talking in the intro, um, you know, the COVID-19 fiasco really, it really opened a lot of people's eyes. It didn't matter what side of the aisle you sit on or what uh, wing of the bird you're on or wherever you fall, you cannot, no one can deny that. You know, it was a very eye-opening experience, and so it makes us really question a lot of things. Um, so, yeah, as far as where did the knowledge come from, I think a lot of it's just been passed down, but then we went through a time period where we forgot it because we were told it was bad.
0: It was criminalized.
1: You know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, not to get off into um, on a rabbit trail here, but just like, Um, what we call in the mountains, granny women, granny women were usually midwives and a midwife was usually the doctor for the mountain people and the country people. There were no doctors that would come up into the mountains or, um, you know, would travel out. And if they did, it was a once a month deal or it was a very rare thing that you could get to a doctor, you know? And so a lot of people had to have knowledge and ways of doing things. Um, And so, like, you know, I I'd mentioned this at one time before, when the the Rockefeller medicine and the, the conventional modern way of doing things started really coming on the scene, there was a stigma associated with not using that, because people were tired of being called poor white trash, or you're too poor to afford a town doctor, and you know, the, all the stigmas that go along with it, so it was a pride thing. too. Gotcha. People wanted to be able to use that modern medicine. And and again, there are some things that they were safer and better than using old remedies, you know. Um, but again, you know, it's all about balance. So. But at,
2: at some point also, those doctors that were pushing some of those remedies, I think were also made out to be quacks. Un-
1: yeah, unfortunately. absolutely. Unfortunately. Yeah, and then absolutely. that
2: changed society's opinion of this way of treating yourself, basically.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you can go... You can just you can spend hours and hours researching things. I mean, apparently, you know, there is a cure for cancer, but
0: that was washed
1: in the forties. You know, I believe that they, there were many doctors and scientists who had a cure, and there are still people today who have have got you know means that have been proven, but their scientific documents and studies have been burned and destroyed, and they've been either put out of practice or Blacklisted,
0: you know, <laughs> you know, and we talked about, too, on the previous on that previous episode, one treatment, one cancer treatment costs up to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And we're not talking about a series of treatments. We're not talking yeah. about like, you know, uh, stage one. You know, we're mm-hmm. talking about one time in treatment. Yeah, I mean, we have an elderly neighbor who
1: she's um, de- she's dealing with some kind of blood cancer that cannot be cured. Ugh but they have a medication um, that's $16,000 a month.
0: Get out of here. I mean, yeah. who, nobody can afford that. And insurance yeah. companies won't cover that. I mean, for the most part, I don't Sometimes think.
1: Sometimes they will, but it's not all of it. Sure. You know. Yeah, I know. So Well, yeah, that's another racket
0: money. we could get into. That's yeah. a
1: total, yeah. But, you know, one of the things you guys were mentioning earlier, you know, you were talking about the COVID thing um, and whether, you know, whether what, no matter where you stand on the whole vaccination thing, it's a personal thing. There's no judgment here. But if you want to just follow the money, but I think, you know, we were all born in the 1970s. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know if your parents still have your vaccine card or, oh, yeah. you know, you know, but you can do a little research and you can find out what the childhood vaccine schedule was for us.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. In
1: the 70s to the early 80s, we probably had six or seven total. Like, I mean, Total vaccines from the time we were born till we started kindergarten. Right. Okay. Well, in 1986, they passed a um, law under the uh, Vaccine Protection Act, and it was under President Reagan um, that basically said that vaccine manufacturers cannot be sued. And um, so after that is when the vaccine schedule really started increasing for children. Up to now, where from the time a child's born until they're 18, and of course, I don't have the updated number, but it's in the 70 number of vaccines,
0: which 70. is insane. It's insane. And I know I watched something, uh, and, and my numbers are not right. And, and, and don't uh, please, if you listen, don't yeah, hold me to it, but um, <laughs> I believe we are. We're over vaccinated as far as our as far as our children go uh, compared to other countries in the world. They don't That's they right, don't right. they don't vaccinate nowhere near. And and, no. and, and, and this is another podcast at another time. And, and I yeah. again, I don't have the education for it, but I, I do believe our autism rates is higher in the United States than it is no, anywhere absolutely. in the world.
2: Yeah, 100 percent. Right. I, I actually know a guy who's he had a daughter and she was just beginning to communicate and talk and all these things and then it was Mm -hmm. time to get her booster booster vaccines and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and uh as soon as and he this he told me this you know as soon as she got these shots all communication stopped Mm -hmm. none zero i mean no communication and stopped talking everything they've got her special school now and all this and it's all pointing back to that now i don't i don't I think there's a reason we don't have polio anymore, and there's certain things Mm -hmm. that we that we do need these vaccines. But there's there's a lot of they just made money on. Way over vaccinated, yeah, Yeah, way over vaccinated. And this poor little and this poor little girl, she's gonna gonna suffer the rest of her life for it. Hopefully not. I hope she she grows out of it. Not rare.
1: She's not a rare case. No, 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 not at all, not at all. And it's so sad. It's
2: It's, so sad. It's unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely
1: unbelievable.
0: So so when we go back and we talk about uh, things have been passed down generation to generation and it's, you know, we're talking hundreds of years, you know, uh, worth of of people using natural medicines. The Native American uh, society or First Nations society, they they strictly I mean, that's all they had. That's all they knew. And they thrived. I mean, they thrived for for, you know for a very long time and that's all they had to use uh and i know that they actually they shared they they like you do like you were talking about how you show people how to forage and things they actually were telling people what you know what roots or what leaves or what plants you know take care of this and this and this and uh to me I just don't know how we got away from it. Like I don't know how it just. I mean, I know how we got away from it and how it disappeared, right. yeah. but I don't know why. It, it it still shocks me to this day how how easy society just gave up with a COVID vaccination, and it it's in the it's, it's wow. same in the same with this too. You know, they society started listening. They. These people have lived for years off the land, like they've raised uh-huh. families generations, and then you got somebody that comes in with a you know a white coat and says this is all wrong. This is not the way you're supposed to do it. You you know it's uh, they they make you feel a lesser of society because you can't afford it. Uh, it, it, it how did we, how did that happen? I mean I we can get show, away from? I
2: can it? show you video after video of people that were just absolutely slamming and calling people absolute nuts. About taking ivermectin instead of take instead of getting the shot. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, <laughs> I like and ivermectin has been around forever. And yep. well,
1: I- in 2017, the man that created it won a Nobel Peace Prize or, you know, Peace mm-hmm. Award. And I was talking to my husband because, you know, contrary to popular belief, I mean, ivermectin is actually a very safe, cheap and effective medicine. And we do use it when necessary in some of our farm animals. Um, but you know what, before the COVID-19, uh, business, there were more people in the world that use ivermectin than animals. Billions. Okay. Meaning like millions of people because yeah. it's so cheap that nobody could make money off of it. Mm-hmm. So that's why it was basically blacklisted and no, and, if and you, you were shamed because oh, you were taking horse humor, Yeah.
0: Know? Yeah. <laughs> You're, yep. you're so crazy. You're taking, yeah, horse dewormer. I mean, but mm-hmm. but this this has been used, you know, in third world countries for ever since, you know, Perfect. they're still using it there. Yep. So it's crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I know a whole, whole lot of people that are using it, have used it and no side effects and actually never got COVID um, or if they did, it was very short. And, you know, and again, yeah. I, I mean, I don't make any claims. I'm not here to heal or try to convince anybody, but. What I am trying to do is convince people to use the brain God gave you, right? And do some research. You know, (laughs) don't just fall for everything.
0: I just told everybody if you saw me in the backyard eating grass, leave me alone. Mind your business. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just just grazing. (laughs) Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm
1: grass fed, baby. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) A Wagyu Rob over there. That's (laughs) a
1: buzzword,
3: right there. Okay.
0: (laughs) <laughs> it's so crazy. So, but it, oh, my word. it's pretty wild. Now, I know we had sent you in some things too, like, uh, and then we talk about the dandelion thing how, like, you know, the dandelions wow, are know. good for the heart and good for a circulatory whole system, bear thing. lots of things. But then they, how they, true is that? So they, they tell you that it, what was the thing that it's a weed? You got to kill it, it's messing up your yard, it's, yeah, you it's you no round up on it serves no purpose. Yeah, and you use and Roundup. Up
1: is also part of the whole bear uh, pesticide, pharmaceutical, the whole, yes, the whole shebang. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Kill absolutely. that thing. That'll help you. We got a pill for it now. So,
1: well, um, I actually drink a dandelion root tea every morning and it's, um, mixed with, um, a chai and, um, another root. I'm sorry. My brain just went blank. Um, clearly I need some brain herbs. Ginkgo <laughs> biloba. <laughs> ginger. But, yeah. no, See, look at you. <laughs> look at you. Is that a you real <laughs> I <don't know.
3: laughs>
1: But it tastes a lot like coffee because I'm very caffeine sensitive. But the great thing about it is dandelion root is a liver cleanser. Okay. And so it's very good for you. Um, And so dandelions grow everywhere around here. Now, if you spray your yard with any kind of pesticides, don't don't drink those right. (laughs) Don't drink those. Um, You definitely don't want to pick them off the side of the road in Floyd County because the county does spray a lot of places. Right. But if you've got somewhere that you know uh, you look, can access
0: them, you say you that. Try
1: those roots out, grind it up, or you can just buy it from the herb store.
0: You that's, you that's say fruit. that though. I mean, we we laugh about don't pick them off the side of the road, Floyd County. But people people may not know that or think about that. And you're right. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's good that you say and that. And I
1: definitely I definitely always when um, I say
0: people, I mean it. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thank you. You just saved my life. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, just let's just let's just go back to square one. Okay. Go to the herb store. Yes, okay? yes, okay. Don't be foraging anything, Rob.
3: Okay, all right. Fair <laughs> enough. No mushrooms. Uh,
1: no, but you know, in 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 reality, we live in a great area of the state, really of the country. We have a lot of native, wild-growing plants that I use for medicine. Uh, and when I say medicine, I just mean to support the body functions, to support the immune system. Um, You know, I've always tried to take the approach that, um, you know, if my child gets hurt or if, uh, you know, I'm going to take them to the ER. Mm -hmm. If I can't take care of what's going on, I'm taking them to the ER. Of course I'm going to. Uh, Or if we've, you know, been dealing with a, you know, a little sickness or something for two or three days and it just doesn't seem like things are going great, yeah, I'm going to take them to our doctor, you know. But, you know, the thing about it is in uh, 2020, in March of 2020, uh, we're coming up on it. My oldest daughter, she's 20 years old now, um, you know, she got really sick, and the medical community failed us. And if I had not been super persistent, I don't know what would have happened to her. And, and again, I'm, I have so many friends and family in the medical field, so I'm not here to slam no, for sure. anything or anybody. What I'm saying is you are your best advocate you are. And if you don't think you are, you need to find somebody that will be for you because the medical system is failing people. And um, I'm a very outspoken person and I'm not afraid to talk to people, but not everybody's like me. In fact, my daughter is not like me. And if I had not been her advocate and I had not been, you know, really taking care of her, um, I don't know what would have happened to her. She might have died, honestly. But it was in the height of everything shutting down. Okay. So you remember March, 2020, everything was starting to get scary and Mm -hmm. people were like freaking out and everybody was in hazmat suits at, you know, Harbin clinic and Floyd. And you know, all, everybody was freaking out and she had already tested positive on March 1st for the flu, flu A, but she was fine. I mean, it was just like a little couple of days thing. She didn't feel good. We did the normal stuff. She was fine. Three weeks later, she comes down with a fever. And uh, my son that's 15 now at the time, he was had had a fever for a few days and he, he got over it. He was fine. Well, then she started it. And we thought, well, they've just got the same bug, you know, right. not thinking it could be COVID or anything like that. And um, she's super healthy. I mean, she's beautiful, young, healthy, um, young woman, takes care of herself, eats really healthy. I mean, you know, so it's like she doesn't get sick ever. But she came down with this and on about the third day of fever in the 102, 103, 104 range. And that's a that scary, scary break, range. Yeah, Would not break. I'm like, okay. I called my friend that's a nurse at Harbin and I was like, hey, I think, you know, we need to bring her in. Okay. So we get there and all of a sudden their protocol was changed and they did nothing to her. No vitals. All they did was check her temperature and... They were like, Well, you know, based off our protocol, she needs to go get COVID tested and I'm like, Okay, but do you not want to like look at her ears or look at her nose or down her throat? No, normal? ma'am.
2: We have that shot ready to go. <laughs> yeah. No ma'am. We don't, in, yet, we don't need to look at we don't need to look they leave. had
1: the straw ready to stick in her brain. Wow, there okay? you go, there you go. You know, and I was like, Well, no, you don't what if, you know, why don't we wait? Why don't you assess her first? It's like all common medical practice had been thrown out the window and patients were not being quote unquote doctored anymore. Mm-hmm. It was just, this is what we're doing. We don't care. We're not, we don't even, we're not even going to do that anymore. Everybody gets a COVID test, Every, you get a COVID test, you get a COVID test. Right. Everybody gets a COVID test. It was freaking Oprah up in there, giving yeah. out COVID yeah. tests, you know, <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm not comfortable with that. I want you to make sure she doesn't have strep. Oh. Did they offer to test her for strep?
3: Nope. Of course not.
1: Did they offer to test her for flu again? Nope. Did they check her lungs to see if she was getting bronchitis or pneumonia? Nope. They came in in a hazmat suit. I kid you not. Wouldn't even come in the room all the way. They just opened the door and cracked it open and gave me a piece of paper and said, These people are going to call you from the Department of Health, and you need to drive over to the test site and get her tested for COVID.
2: And they wonder why everybody got scared and freaked out. That's the kind of stuff right there that makes people freak
1: out. Yeah, and I am not a freak out kind of person. I've been trained, you know, um, trauma situations with first aid, my medical background, not to react in a panic way, but to react in a doing way. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to do this. And then I'll freak out later, you know, in a closet or something. Um, And I was sitting here going, you know, this doesn't make sense. You are people that we have seen many times before. You know us. I know you. Why are you treating us like this? Like, like we have the plague or something, you know? And so I was just like in that moment, I was like, okay, all right. Because you know what? Maybe she does have COVID. And we need to go find out. Well, so we go, we do the test. We did not get the results back for 11 days.
0: (laughs) By 11 11 days is, yeah, come on.
1: In the beginning, that, you know, they were telling us, well, that's pretty normal because we're backed up. I'm like, okay. But guess what happened? My daughter was not diagnosed with anything. We were sent home with no diagnosis, with no medical attention, no prescriptions, nothing. Just go home. And just do whatever. So basically they were saying, you know, not that I need their permission, but they were basically giving me permission to treat her however, Mm
3: -hmm. you know. Thank God.
1: And so, right. Thank God. Um, But here's what happened. That was like on a Wednesday. Well, two days later, still not. I'm telling When I say this, I have the log book. Okay. I'm, I'm a crazy mama. Okay. Like I take notes of everything. I document everything. Her fever never broke. So we're like, five days in at this point, okay, no break in the fever, not even below 100, and um, I finally, I called them back, and I was like, look, I need some help here, I mean, I'm doing all the things I know to do, but I'm concerned, you know, she's getting weak, and they're like, well, just keep doing what you're doing, so on <laughs> Sunday, I found her in the bathroom, hovered over the toilet, because she couldn't breathe.
2: Yeah, well, she's and had a fever for, what, five days now?
1: At that point, it was almost seven days.
2: strange. Oh. Lord.
1: And she was like, Mama, I think if I could just throw up or something, this stuff would come out of my chest. And I said, that's it. Because I was bound to determine we were not going to the ER. Cause right. She was not going to be another statistic. No, you, if you put on a be, vent,
0: that would have been the end of it.
1: Yes. And I was like, no, we're not. I, I mean, I hate to be that way, but we're not doing that. So I called. I said, we're coming. You better be ready. And they're like, okay. So we get there. And I told them, I said, I want you to do a chest X-ray on her right now. So they did. She had double pneumonia. Now, if they would have given her that treatment the first day I came in there, we could have avoided a lot of that. But they threw all of their training, all their normal ways of treating people out the window for this new protocol that said, go get everybody tested. Well, not everybody had COVID. Her test finally came back and it was negative. It's yes, because she was still dealing with the residuals from the flu she had had three weeks before, and so she developed pneumonia. And it took her six more weeks to finally really get over that. And she is healthy. Yeah. When I say fit is a fiddle, healthy girl, I can't imagine what a lot of these, not
0: these the unhealthy, people overweight really people. Through. Well, yeah. but like, how
2: many how many elderly died because of being
1: treated that way? Sure, suffered or malpractice yeah. and. Non-treatment. Yep. They just let them lay there and suffer and die. And it really just put a fire in my belly. I'm not going to lie. I was angry. I was mad. I wasn't so mad about my daughter. I was mad about the people that didn't have an advocate, that didn't have someone Mm -hmm. to speak for them. You
0: died alone in a room. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, the parents that did panic when they came in in a hazmat Mm -hmm. outfit and and they freaked out and, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's it's very, I I, I stay pretty upset about it myself.
1: I know. (laughs) I mean, it's a I could get on a
2: ramp, boy, let me tell you.
1: Absolutely, and you know what, needless to say, I I will say, you know, through all that, you know, we watched her diet. She didn't have much of an appetite, but we pushed a lot of fluids, lots of fruits and vegetables, and tried to just keep a really good, healthy um, foundation for her diet, and we did lots of herbal teas, herbal things that I know support the uh, respiratory tract, you know, and to kind of segue into that, what you were talking about is that, you know, there are things out there that God created in its pure plant form that <clears throat> mimic the body. And I guess, you know, this, I don't know if you all want to go in this direction. Or yeah, we absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, you guys have asked me a few things that, um, you know, that support different, um, ailments and things and one of those since we're talking about respiratory is the mullein plant I don't know if you guys are familiar with it I wish we were like you know on a video or something because I would have brought some with me <laughs> to show you because it grows here it grows wild it's okay. a native plant in our area and a lot of times it does grow on road on like you know junky roadways like you go out riding through the country and you just see that red georgia clay mm-hmm. um, sometimes you'll see this plant growing um, you don't want to get those again because the county might have sprayed them right <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't want me to re- breathe a roundup into your lungs. no you know?
2: <laughs> no is that the one that um, kind of they call something lettuce. What are they? What is that? Is that what this is? The
0: devil's lettuce? Mm-hmm. No, that's a different no, kind of lettuce. that's we're no, not talking about
2: not about that. what I'm saying. It's totally not what I'm saying. I know no, no, exactly no, no. what that's that looks like.
3: That's a definitely different show. I know
2: exactly what that looks like. Seriously? No. <laughs> so what is this, what is this mullin <laughs>
3: so plant? So
1: what like? it looks like. Um, now, there is another plant that a lot of people mistake it for, and it's lambs ear. Lambs ear is another one. It has a very velvety, soft leaf. But mullin... They are huge. The leaves are very big, but they have a velvety feel. And when you flip it over, the underside of it actually looks like the lungs. It's beautiful. It's amazing how it really mimics the part of the body that it benefits the most. So it has like the little bronchial tubes um, and the little, you know, it looks like veins going across it. It's beautiful. Um, but is a is very very widely known in the Native American community and was used heavily by them, um, <clears throat> and so I'm pretty confident that. And I do I've studied a lot of uh, Native American history and remedies and uh, just the old ways of doing things and how um, the you know settlers from other countries would bring their remedies over here, and the Native Americans would teach them, you know, what plants we had here um, or if they had here. And um, so mullen is great. Um, you can actually dry it. You can make it into a tea. <clears throat> um, I make a sinus, um, it's called a, a sinus blend tea that's really good for the upper respiratory and the lower respiratory. And I use mullen in it. Um, See, our youngest daughter, is,
0: she struggles. Like she's eight. She has asthma. <laughs> And Mm -hmm. man, she, she almost she had, she just got over walking pneumonia. I mean, she gets, every year she gets sick. So this is something that we would, I would like to try with her. Yeah, I mean, it's
1: great. You can, you can, a lot of times herb stores will carry it in capsules. It's sometimes a little harder to find it in a tea. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are, there are bulk herb stores where you can just order it. You can order it like by the pound and it's a whole lot cheaper, especially if you're going to just, steep it in hot water and make a tea out of it, um, It there are literally no known side effects. Okay. It does not have any counter interactive properties with any medications or anything like that. It's very much a supportive okay. herb to the immune system. Um, <clears throat> so you can dry the leaves, make it into a tea. Now the Native Americans would actually literally roll it up and smoke it. Okay. Um, because the smoke is so good it get it would get into the lungs and break up that heavy mucus.
0: Isn't that um so I, foreign from what that, we've ever learned? Smoking oh, putting yeah. smoke in your lungs is bad for you.
1: Yeah. And some of some things are bad. <laughs> sure, sure,
0: sure. That devil's lettuce. Is... <laughs>
1: um and, and again, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was bad. No <laughs> I no, wouldn't you. say it was
0: bad for you. Just <laughs> I'm just giggling.
1: Uh but yeah, now again. I, I, I always like to preface this. I am not giving medical advice. Sure, sure. I am not a doctor.
0: Do your research, people. For sure. Do it. Do your research, people.
1: Please, do your own research. Find an herb store with knowledgeable uh, people that know what they're talking about. Do your research. Find somebody that's trustworthy, whether it be a trained herbalist, naturopathic doctor, uh, you know, something like that. Um, but I use it. I've given it. I give it to my children. You can also make a salve out of it, and you rub it on your chest. Uh, some people just take the leaves outright and just lay them on their chest, and then wrap themselves huh. uh, like in cotton or linen, um, and they just hold it on the chest, and the properties will actually absorb into the skin. How hard so is it to make a salve
0: out of that? Yeah, what, yeah how you would can. you how would you make a salve out of it?
1: So, um, uh, it'd be the same way you just make a tea first. Yep. And then you take whatever oil that you want to use, whether it be um a combination of like beeswax, uh, coconut oil, um, olive oil, you know, there's shea butter, there's all kinds of great um oil bases that you can use that are easily absorbed by the skin. It would definitely wanna be a natural gotcha. um oil Not base.
0: petroleum based. People.
1: Definitely not. We don't need any Don't vaseline, break out the West okay? and all. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> no, we prefer not to use that. Um, <laughs> um, I did grow up in a family who used a lot of Vaseline for cats, noses, and lips. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you are like, yep, same never here. forget that smell. Vicks like, Vapor Rug. Uh,
2: oh make Vapor Rug. Yeah. Yes. The worst.
1: Yeah, it's, I don't, it don't lie. smells I mean, terrible. That used to be like the go-to Um you know, and there was another one my mom used. It was in a green jar. I can't remember what it was called. It was not Vicks, but it was a uh, something them. I don't know. Anyway, that stuff's not from here to high heaven. Ugh. But you know,
0: my dad's brother, when he would get the flu or a cold, he would eat a tablespoon of Vicks vapor rub.
1: Oh my word! Yeah,
0: so that 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 football for the up. Giants used to do that I bet too. He had Mitchell, no constipation really? problem. well, he, I mean, he died with he had. When they when they found out he had cancer, he died. And like eighty percent of his body was saturated, and they didn't even. I mean, just boom. So maybe don't eat vicks oh, vapor rub. People.
1: No. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, all oh, those years of
0: eating vicks Lord. vapor rub might have got to him.
1: Well, I don't uh, know. It, it, yeah. And you. Oh hear, my word. You hear about? Oh my
2: putting it on the bottom of your feet. Yeah. And putting socks yeah. on and sleeping that way and it keeps you from coughing on. I ain't sleeping in yeah. no damn socks. <laughs> I can't sleep with socks either, but. I'm telling you, yeah, and my I kids that hate name. it. Yeah, I hate it.
1: Speaking sometimes. of speaking of sock remedies, okay. So have you guys ever heard of this one? Uh, we'll go back to Malman in a second because I got one more use for it. Uh, but the sock thing, now this works. Okay, again, this is not medical advice. So if you're in a situation, please seek professional medical treatment. But all right,
3: all right.
1: this has worked for our family, and I've recommended it to other family and friends, and they were like the next day, going, "Oh my gosh." I can't believe how much better I feel. I can't believe how much better my child is. But you can take a potato, ah. wash it really good, slice it into about a quarter inch slice. Okay. Put it on each foot and put a sock on it. And the next morning, now this is if you've had like fever or like respiratory, you know, you're just feeling like the flu's coming on. The next morning when you get up, that potato is going to be black because it is drawing toxins and impurities out through the feet you know i've seen uh, videos now, of that oh i've God. seen
2: videos of that but i wouldn't you know you never know what to really believe if it's true yeah or not. now
1: granted i don't have any scientific evidence to prove it to back it up i don't have any studies or anything all i have is layman's uh, mm-hmm. studies <laughs> and and again yeah but no you know, you've seen
2: it with your own eyes work i'm I just have. i'm just saying you don't know those people that are making know, those videos
1: yeah Is this trick cameras or is this trick video? Or the other thing,
0: you can take those potatoes and uh, make Grey Goose vodka with them after you're done. That's true. That's true. (laughs) And that's another medicinal remedy. Oh, yeah? Vodka? For medicinal purposes,
1: yes, I make tinctures with vodka. Okay. So, wait a minute. Say this again. Tinctures.
0: So, vodka and orange juice.
1: Some herbs (laughs) herbs are better absorbed in the body with an alcohol base.
0: Okay.
2: Now we're on the right path. Yeah, we're getting down now. Now, now, I, now like, we're okay, let, me, let me write this down. Let me write this down right I want to be
1: on that subscription. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're talking about little droppers full. We're uh, not talking about shot glasses or little whiskey sour. I mean, you can never be
0: too healthy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I mean, now,
1: I will say that my family's old flu remedy, which I know you guys probably know, this is a hot toddy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember being five years old and my dad fixing me. <laughs> Seems right. to me a hot glass of some Jack Daniels whiskey with honey and, and lemon, lemon and a little bit of Coca Cola. Yep. And I Coke remember waking up the next morning thinking that I had woke up on a different planet or something. <laughs> like.
2: Well, you also okay. you also rubbed that bourbon or whiskey on
0: the baby's the, teeth.
2: Baby's teeth when you when she her teething, man, it numbs that stuff I've, up. Makes life
1: easier. Yep, the baby just smiles. Um,
0: it drools and smiles. and don't cry anymore. Yeah, so, <laughs> so
2: this
3: is yeah we
1: had an old pediatrician that um, that we used, and he actually was over way like east of Atlanta. But I went to him because he was literally the best. And he told us the best remedy for a teething baby um, is Madagascar rum or vanilla flavoring that's made with Madagascar really? rum. Really? Yeah. Because huh. the vanilla is a very soothing scent to babies. Mm-hmm. And the rum would numb the gums, and it wouldn't hurt them. You're not, like, giving it to them in a bottle. You right. know, you're just dabbling a little on there. Yeah, you're just rubbing on the gums. And, yeah. And it's, there's no it. chemical base to it, unlike um, gel. you know. I mean, mm. it, it's there. It has its purposes. But, you know, it's, and it would actually soothe the baby because of the vanilla scent. So, yeah. Yeah, oh, man. Absolutely. Yeah, so back to the mullein, another great benefit of the mullein plant is on its second year of growth, it will develop a spike that comes up in the middle. Now, I mean, we're all friends here. My kids call it the penis plant. Okay. okay. So, sorry, we might need to put a warning on this. Trust me, you are not even yeah. close to It right. is
2: still very G yeah. yeah. from, from where this is, we've my been.
1: Children, my children are farm children, yeah. so they learn about the birds and the bees by looking out in the pasture, and they see the cows breeding, and they're like, oh. <laughs> Okay, Mom, yep, we don't need sex ed, we're good, yeah, we don't have to talk about this. It's hard, you
2: know? it's hard to miss, like, a horse's penis out there, I mean. Oh,
0: totally. <laughs> My grandfather, we had a horse, like, they had a horse, and he's like, he's like Rob, look at there, that horse fell down and got a stick stuck in his stomach, and I was like, how are we going to get it out? He and like, he man. said, I
1: triple dog dare you to go over there and yank on it. And he's
0: like, man, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no this, I yeah, remember- you
1: yeah so yeah no but all in all seriousness um the spike. yeah it has a spike that grows out of the top in the second year and it has these tiny little yellow flowers on it and those little yellow flowers can be dried and then they can be um, steeped in a garlic and oil, olive oil um, and they can be turned into an earache oil
3: so Ooh, the properties
1: okay. from the garlic will kill bacteria and the properties from the mullein flowers help to support the sinus and respiratory tract, and they actually um, have healing properties that help to calm it down. The same way the leaf calms the lungs down, the flowers can calm the inflammation down in the ears.
3: Okay. So
1: again, you know, these are just old-timey, tried-and-true remedies that, you know, there might be a, a medical doctor that says, no, 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 we only treat ear infections with antibiotics. Well, sometimes we overuse antibiotics. I mean that's a non-agreed, yeah. Because we have, you know, we have all these, you know, MRSA, MRSA. We have all these non-responding uh, bacterias and infections that that won't respond to antibiotics, you know. Um, and so when it comes to thing, you know, we just over-treat a lot, mm-hmm. you know, in our society. Um, so those are just some other uses, but yeah, I mean. The mullin's great. Another one that's very popular is elderberry. It's definitely a respiratory support, immune support. And elderberry does grow wild and um, native to our area. Um, We have it growing on our farm. We harvest it um, usually between late August and early September. And it makes a great syrup, you know, and you can use it as food. You can turn it into jelly. People make elderberry wine. Mm -hmm. I've seen Um, the wine, yep. (laughs) <laughs> like, yep. I'm interested in that. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> um, and in the spring, when the flowers start coming out, you can actually harvest little white flowers, and you can make teas out of it, a tea and all kinds of other things. But, okay. yeah, um, that's a great one. Another one that is really amazing that, again, is native to our area is jewelweed. Have you ever heard of jewelweed? I have not. Okay. So jewelweed grows along creek banks. It loves water. It's a pretty little orange flower, and it usually pops up in, like, late spring, early summer. Um, I know uh, we've found it up in the pocket. We live in northern Floyd County, um, and it grows up there along the creek, Um, and it grows along our creeks, too. But what you do is you, again, you harvest the flowers, and um, you make a tea out of it, and you can actually – use it on poison oak and poison ivy. Okay. It is like an instant relief. And then um, you don't have the resistance to the Benadryl creams or the Calamine lotion. Cause some people, it just doesn't help. You know, it's been like our go-to mm-hmm. forever. Calamine lotion or yep. Benadryl, yep. you know, and sometimes this doesn't work. You know, um, my boys, they are wild and free. Let <laughs> me tell you, they romp and run and rip through our woods and um we have used this more times than I can count and it gives instant relief. Um so yeah, that's another one that's really great.
0: So if you do um, say you would use that as a tea, but would you make a salve yeah, out so of it as what well? I do,
1: you can. You can make a tincture spray like I was talking about. Um, I freeze it in ice cubes and then I just take and dump those ice cubes into a big ziploc bag. And if they ever get exposed to it, they just go grab an ice cube okay. and rub it all over their body. Oh, that makes <laughs> it sense. Feels the cold, the icy cold feels so good to that itchy red, uh, you know, poison oak or poison ivy break out. And then it actually helps to get rid of the oil. So, okay. see, the problem is it's the oil off of the, the plant. That and that's what causes the spread, too,
0: as well. When it gets it it like spreads yeah. all over yeah. you. It starts
1: scratching and it's oozing. And, but this actually will get the oil off. Um, and you know a lot of times people don't even realize they've been exposed to it too late. I always recommend to people if you've been out in the woods, go and get washed, go wash because you more likely you've been you've been exposed to boys and oak you know right. boys and ivy, whatever um and our boys they know what it looks like, but they don't care. They still, right. they're like we're going fishing, we're climbing trees, we're doing the things. And one time they got it so bad it was like in their butt crack and on their
0: crack. Oh my god!
1: And I'm like, yeah, you're gonna rub the ice. Yeah. Um, you're, you're handling it. Um, no,
0: you wouldn't have it. I'd be no. like, where is the ice? Where's yeah. it at? <laughs> Where's it at?
1: Yeah, yeah. But it's great, you know. And so those are three plants that just they grow wild here. Just I mean, just in our area. That most people, when I tell them, or we do like a nature walk and a forage, uh, you know, little walk, they're like. What? Why do we not know more about this? I think because there's no money. Yeah, cannot patent a God-created plant.
0: Yeah. Now the elderberry, I've heard of the other two. I've never even heard of those two.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, there's uh, we could talk all night long. There's so many things, and um, you know, just even, you know, a lot of people ask me, "Where can I get started? I want to grow herbs. I want to." and i think like you know some of the 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 basic most easiest things to do is just start growing some little things you can grow it in a pot you know it, it can be like a raised bed or a pot um things like mint mint's great i mean mint is like you know it will take over your garden so you want to plant it in a pot
3: okay and um, if you can make it into i've like, got i've got mint
1: growing mint.
2: right off my back porch yeah. <laughs> let me tell you if you don't get it cut back that baby grows i mean it is really yeah, oh my god i didn't know and, I, and, I, over. I, and I'll, I'll clip a little bit when i'm cutting the grass you know because it's so wild oh, I, I don't try to, it smells great yeah it smells fantastic and in the back my mom was alive every time she came over she'd take some with her i mean it yeah. i'm telling you it ain't hard to grow mint i okay. promise you <laughs> i promise you
1: yeah, I mean, I do nothing no. to it,
2: really. It's just out there. You don't no. have
1: to. You can't kill it either. No.
2: Don't even try. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the person before me must have planted it. They lived in the Probably. house, yeah. and it's right, right off our back porch, and it's right okay. there. And oh, man, <laughs>
1: I have a pretty big patch, and I beg people to take it. I'll, I will. I love it, and I use it a lot, right. and I dry it, and do all kinds of things. But it's like, oh my God. <laughs> But it's so good for you. I mean, it really is. It's it's a calming herb. Um, it's very good for sore throats. Um, it's good for, uh, You know, like a respiratory yeah. health. Yeah, yeah. It's got a lot of good properties. Other other herbs that are very easy to grow are things like basil. And we're getting ready to start you know gardening season here pretty mm-hmm. soon. And you know, there's a lot of um, plant you know nurseries around us that sell. Um, really good selection. You can obviously find them at Walmart and Home Depot and Lowe's and places like that too, and that's totally fine. You know, you can buy them there. No big deal. Um, but some of the smaller locally owned nurseries will have a whole lot more varieties. I mean, with mint, there is literally, there's chocolate mint, apple mint, peppermint, Oh my gosh, lemon mint. I mean there's
2: so many <laughs> I had know, no idea I don't, I Yeah, don't, I've never heard of that. I, apple mint. Yeah. Interesting.
1: It's
3: good. It sounds yeah. good. Yeah. So, I don't think um, I don't think mine's
2: know. anything but mint because when I when, <laughs> I when I when I cut it when I hit it a little bit with a lawnmower, woo, it's strong. I'm telling you, it's real strong. <laughs> yeah, it's I had just no mint. Idea.
0: I had no idea there's all that different types of mint. Oh yeah. There
1: are. And so is there really a,
2: is there really a big difference in the Taste would Could you tell yep. it? Can you tell the difference between the apple and the regular mint? I mean, is it a strong enough? Oh, apple? absolutely! Really? Yes,
1: okay. it has a much sweeter, a much sweeter. So you have common mint, and it's just kind of a, you know, just kind of a middle of the road mint. And then peppermint is more pungent and stronger, mm-hmm. and it does have more of a peppery uh, mint flavor. Um, and then like the apple mint has more of a sweeter flavor to it. Um, chocolate mint has a richer darker tone to it okay so it's great if you're wanting to make like a hot tea and you're just wanting something warm and rich and it's really good to add to like I mean I do all I should have been a bartender because I love making mixed drinks but I don't drink alcohol (laughs) but I like to play around and make things for people and so I like to mix it with coffee sometimes and it just gives it a little bit of a twist you know um So yeah I mean there's so many different varieties out there. The same with basil, thyme. Thyme is another herb that has a great medicinal properties. It's very good uh, for the sinuses. Um, I have a lot of different thyme varieties growing. And sometimes if I feel like I'm having some symptoms like sinusy or something, I'll just go out there and grab me some oregano and some thyme and some mint and just chew on it. And these are perennial plants. Okay, so you guys know the difference between annual and perennial. Yes, an annual is just, just you have once. to replant it yep, every yep, year. Yep. Perennial, it just comes back. So gotcha. most all herbs, um, except basil. Basil it loves hot climates, um, and so it typically will not come back in our climate because we do have some pretty cold winters. But um, mint, oregano, thyme—they're all—they're just popping right up in my garden right now. But those three together, I can go out to my garden. Grab a little pinch of those, chew on it, and I feel better within an hour or so. Um, and you don't even you do not have to swallow it. You can just get the saliva going because your saliva has digestive enzymes, mm-hmm. and then you just you know swallow it, the juices from it, and you can spit the plant out if you don't want to swallow the plant. Gotcha. You know, so you're so, uh, so, so, yeah. So
2: that's time, right? That's good for the time. Yeah,
1: T H Y M E. Yeah,
0: yeah. thyme, oregano, and mint. So
1: those are three. Like, if I was going to recommend someone to start with um, an herb garden, you know, those are the three that I would say absolutely because you can cook with them, you can make medicine, you can make tea, and they're safe. They don't they don't counter interact anything. They don't. You know.
2: Yeah. Well, you say you feel you feel better pretty quickly. So it sounds to me like it's even time would even be. Uh, maybe even better take than local honey, right? It sounds like yeah, stronger. I mean,
0: What's your take on yeah. local honey? So,
2: so we've all heard that the that the local honey helps your sinuses, mm-hmm. and it makes sense. You know I, why. Get, I get it. <laughs> I I, yep. I get it because of the pollen. I get it.
1: Yep. But
2: mm-hmm. does it really? Does it really make a difference? You know what I mean? Uh,
1: well, I think the process has a lot to do with it too. If you can get local raw honey, yeah, um, it does not. Lose the properties um, that it has in it. You know, like if you buy it from the store and it's been um, ultra pasteurized and put through the process to make it shelf legal to be sold in the grocery store, (laughs) um, it definitely loses some of its medicinal benefits. I I, I do
2: have Um, a I do have a friend, and he's up in the Menlo area, and he has mm -hmm. probably the largest I don't know what you call it. Uh, apiary I don't, I don't guess it's, a, it's what it's mm-hmm. called yeah yep. okay yeah well he probably has the largest in north georgia i mean it's humongous and he sells it nice. quite a few places and i always buy it. i mm-hmm. bought it from their store
0: shambone valley yeah yeah valley. i know them i love
1: them yeah. How, how, yeah.
0: how great are they yeah that's a good hunt. and
2: it's fantastic i know how Hamu. yes yeah
1: yeah yeah i buy, yeah. Yep, 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 I buy yep. plants from her sometimes yeah they're great people they
2: are fantastic people Yes. And uh yeah, so I brought I brought some of the honey into the studio before and, you know, gave it to the guys and it it is great honey. And but I've just yeah. always wondered.
1: Yeah, well the reason is because okay, most of the time people if they're talking about honey for respiratory, it's because of allergies. Mm-hmm. You know, and so the things that are causing and wreaking havoc on our allergies, you know, our sinuses in our area so honey from our area is going to cater to those specific pollens, and so it helps you theoretically. I'm sure there's a scientist or a doctor out there that's going to say that's not true. You know, it's not <laughs> of course
0: reason. they will. Uh, well, I got a pill for
1: it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I do have a pill I can tell you. <laughs> right. um, yeah, but no, theoretically it is. You know, because of the um, the you know the pollen in our area. Um, it helps you build up a resistance to it. Um, but there's other herbs that you can use for that too. And that's the thing. There's a lot of people that they have a misconception between um, ragweed and goldenrod. Do you, do you even know what I'm talking about? I, I don't so, know the
2: difference. Ragweed yeah. Ragweed is the one that gets When I was younger, the pollen really got me in the spring. But now that I've gotten mm-hmm. older, ragweed and fall, yes. that's when it gets me.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people mistake goldenrod for ragweed. And because they see a yellow plant, and they think, "Oh, look at that. It's the ragweed bloom." And that's, you know, and it's actually goldenrod and it that's not. You can't they're not the same plant, and the ragweed is not as uh, prolific as goldenrod. But goldenrod can be dried <laughs> again and made into a tea or a tincture. And it is actually excellent for allergies. So, (laughs) the the sky is really the limit when it comes to stuff like this. You know, it's all about education and knowledge. Right. Because I'm going to tell you right now,
2: I spend a small fortune...
0: On, on sinus medicine? On sinus medicine. Same, is that there
2: shit's expensive. Yeah, it is. And all yeah. is when I And take. you know, the funny thing with me and I've gotten older and I, I didn't even go to the doctor home or the pharmacist because I'm like, look, dude, I am falling everywhere. What is going on with me? And he said, Man, it's your inner ear, it's your sinuses. Go take go over there, and take yeah. some take some I think he said I think I can always forget what I take. Anyway. In the little, yeah. It's in the little green bottle that costs like 16 bucks. for yes, a just, really small I think bottle. It, I, I, yeah, no, it's not the Mucinex. <laughs> I have taken that. but it's I think the, it's Zyrtec. Zyrtec. Yeah. Okay. Zyrtec. So oh, I yeah. so I have to take yeah. Zyrtec because I get so dizzy. I don't get the yeah. sinuses and all that, but I just get so dizzy. Mm-hmm. I wished I could take something besides those Stupid. $18, $20, mm-hmm. $20 yeah, bottles $20 of, bottle of pills, Zyrtec. For sure. Yeah.
1: Well, and again, like when I work with people one on one, I like to talk to people about their diet. How much water are you drinking? What you know, because your body is a whole. You, you, you know, your whole body responds to everything you put in it. So, um, and when I started herbalism school, one of the things that we were taught is about your terrain. Okay, so your body, you look at it like a terrain. Okay, and so when it comes to things like that, if you're used to taking, you know, over the counter medications or prescription pharmaceuticals or whatever, uh, I don't ever recommend somebody just going cold turkey, you know, because (laughs) you're going to go off of what you've been taking and then you start doing some herbal thing and you're like, this is crap. This is not helping me. And it's because it takes time, you know, for your body to make the Mm adjustment, you know. Um, I think I could do it though
2: because I don't take it all year round.
1: Yeah, well, you probably could then. I mean, I know people that take it really like, it's, it's like they've become addicted to it and they can't live without it. Oh, you know? yeah.
2: Yeah, that is an expensive um, habit.
1: I mean, there are people, I've been following this along, there's a lot of people that are coming out against prescription eczema creams. Okay. And they are developing um, this terrible uh, addict, like their body's addicted to it. And when they try to come off of it, they go into hyperdrive. And their skin just blows up with these huge eczema breakouts to the point that they have to the take the medicine. Swelling, wow. And they have to use it and they have to go through a detox program to get it get it out of their literally get it out of their system, you know. So again, I don't like to broadcast like, you know, okay, this is all for the general population 'cause, you know, I don't know what people are taking, I don't know what they're doing. Sure. And I as an herbalist I like to work one on one with people. Mm-hmm. But, so, you know, typically yeah
2: so is there something good to take for eczema instead of the cream um, or a shot well, like my daughter's having to take a shot right now Her's has it gotten you know
1: yeah i mean again there are but taking something versus using something you know on the skin there are that would the, the thing that i would recommend is start out with an herbal salve to get the skin to calm down uh-huh. and a lot of times um Skin breakouts are a result of poor gut health as well. Um, So your microbiome, your gut biome, how well your digestive enzymes are functioning, what kind of diet you have, that all plays into effect. It really does. People who have psoriasis, they usually have digestive issues too. So, you know, it's definitely worth a look into. With, um, the,
2: with the way our yeah. foods are in this country, right. there's not many people <laughs> yeah. with good gut health. No, for I sure. I mean, honestly, right. it's it's yeah. they've made it hard to be healthy. Yes. And, yes. I, well, and I know and everything's he, a choice, but not everybody can afford to eat healthy.
1: No. Right. But eating healthy right. is so
0: expensive. They get punished for eating healthy. Yes. It's in mm-hmm. the pocketbook. Absolutely.
1: One way or the other, you're going to get punished for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, and that's the thing, too, like, you know, again, reverting back to some of the old lost ways is generations before us, they ate a lot of fermented food. Okay. So they didn't use chemicals to preserve their food. Everything. Okay. fermentation. When you go to the group. Yeah. That's why Koreans
0: are so healthy. Oh
1: yeah. Like kimchi. Yes. Um, you know, like sauerkraut. I mean, things like that that are just so basic, but they are so beneficial to your gut health. Um, like if you go to the grocery store kimchi will make uh, your
0: uh, kimchi will make your breath smell like the devil uh, (laughs) laid an egg in your mouth
1: and my mom says like something caught up in you and died what in the world
0: yeah it's like I I couldn't even imagine trying to get my dad to eat kimchi
2: so what is it exactly (laughs) it's
0: fermented cabbage Oh, that sounds terrible. They would, they would, they would bury it for months at a time in the ground in a yeah. jar, and then just dig it up and eat it. I think I'd rather have bad gut. When you eat it when it's first made, I can do it. But when, like it's three months old and you open it and it fizzes like a coke, oh I can't, my god! I can't, I can't eat it then. Why? You know what? I'll take Bemis a. That it's good. If it's
1: bubbling,
0: it's good, baby. It's good, girl. No, Ugh. no, no, no.
2: Bubbling. Oh yeah.
0: If you're a single Average. man, uh, if you're single. Uh, and you eat kimchi, you gonna stay single. You gotta find somebody that loves you. You know what I mean? That's true love. If you can find somebody that yeah, you gotta that, yeah.
1: be in a committed relationship yeah. before you start that kind
0: of stuff. like my wife and I, we we like it. We nope. like it, but I can't eat it when yeah. it's no girl, if it bubbles, I am out. No kissing. No kissing. You open up the jar and it goes <laughs> I'm serious. I ain't even kidding. It's, I I used to work with some Korean people and and when they would first make it, I could oh. I could eat it. But when uh, when it's in there about a month, no sir, and everything yeah. in your whole refrigerator smells like kimchi. I
1: know. Everything. My daughter, she mm. bought some. We get. Um, I have a lady, an elderly lady that lives down the road, and I do a lot of trading okay. stuff with her. And she uh, makes sauerkraut for me. Okay. And it is the best. It is amazing, and it is fermented, and it's but it's so good. It doesn't stink. It really doesn't stink. Um, but my daughter, the one that I was talking about earlier, she's a health nut and she had bought some Kimchi. From the store, and my husband, everybody, we were like, "Oh my! Yeah, God, yeah, what yeah. is that? Yeah." She's just like, "What? It's good for you."
0: Yeah, it smells like a fart's foreign cousin. It does it, not it, a fart. Like, yeah, it's, it, it man, will never go away. Never. It's a spicy fart. Boy, it sounds <laughs> delicious. Spicy. It sounds delicious. I sold I'm Andrew on it. Yeah, I'm on Cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt you got a ring of fire for sure. Yeah. I got I want to ask a question like I I'm curious about um like some things that you know my wife suffers from really bad migraines like she has terrible mm-hmm. migraines like debilitating to where she has to go to the hospital sometimes and get a shot is there um, something preventative that we could look into for her maybe just to, just to see because yeah, we I at mean, this point we've tried everything
1: Yeah well again I I mean I hate to just keep going back to this but all right so really and truly gut health is so important, okay? The reason I say this is because our gut and our intestines, all that, we can host all kinds of things. And we may be looking fit as a fiddle and everything looks great. And we think, oh, you know, you could even be eating super healthy. But our parasite load is tremendous. Mm -hmm. If you eat you probably have parasites or have had parasites or will have parasites. And one of the things that I asked my father-in-law about, and I knew this, but I wanted to hear his take on it, is every spring and every fall, not only did the animals get dewormed, but so did the family. We don't do that anymore. We don't deworm ourselves, you know, meaning like they would take castor oil or some herbal thing that would help them the worms out you Mm
3: -hmm. know and it would keep them
1: healthy you know notice you think about it nobody was fat back then i mean if somebody was fat it was very rare yeah and i'm not trying to be fat shaming or be ugly because lord knows i could lose a few pounds but what i'm saying is these people worked they physically worked and when they ate they used the energy so
0: they just didn't eat to indulge
1: yeah yeah and so nobody was fat But we have such a sedentary society now. And so even if you weren't deworming yourself every spring and fall, um, a lot of food, because of whatever, you know, nutritional deficiencies or it being overly processed, your body is not getting the nutrients it needs. And a lot of times food sits in the gut for a long time. And if you have a parasite, let's say you ate some sushi or you ate some undercooked pork or it could literally be some lettuce that just got mishandled, you might not even get sick from it, but you might be hosting something. And um, and so I'm not saying that that's the answer for your wife, but it would definitely be something to look into Um, because I know a lot of people that when they get on a good detox regimen, like once or twice a year their migraines start going away. She, and they do a lot of things that support the system, support the body, not you don't need to be detoxing all the time because right. if your liver's healthy, your kidneys are healthy, your elimination processes are healthy, then your body's working the way God designed it to. But sometimes we just need to do a little bit of support for it.
0: I got you. Know? you. Now, she um, doesn't eat meat. She doesn't eat meat at all. Like she yeah, she strictly well, eats vegetarian food. That's uh, her problem. Oh, bless her heart. That's,
2: yeah. That's her problem yeah. That's
0: her heart. So she's vegetarian. I've tried that a couple times. She, man, I don't feel. know. She does it. Yeah, she does though. And, and uh, yeah. so it's,
1: yeah, no, I mean, really. And I would, you know, be glad to talk to her sometime one-on-one and, um, you know, it's again, everybody's, everybody is different. Every individual person has different needs and, you know, yeah, I can make a lot of recommendations, but, That's usually where I go first is I I talk to people about, uh, you know, what's your diet like? How much sleep do you get at night? Do you exercise? um, How much time do you spend in front of a computer or your cell phone? Mm -hmm. Because believe it or not, all those things do play a factor. They really do. I believe
2: it. I believe it.
1: Yeah. 100% Uh, But, you know, you guys had mentioned, um, I think, in the questions, that people were asking about stuff like that, hormone imbalances. I mean, there are definitely lots of herbs that, you know, support those kinds of things for anxiety, depression, constipation. I mean, it's, there's, I, I really believe there's an answer and it may not be a cure-all, you know, but it can be something that is supportive to help somebody get off of some of their prescription medications and things like that. So, yeah.
0: When you're dealing with, say if you're dealing with somebody who's got anxiety or depression, uh, uh, I know a lot of people, and this is totally different than what we're talking about. A lot of people will do micro dosing and things like that. Is there, is there other things, other alternatives other than, than psychedelics that you can use?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think, um, you know, and I'm not opposed to anything
0: that's, 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 that helps people that people just don't abuse it to just get whacked mm -hmm. out of their skull and things like that. But, um, I think, maybe sometimes some things are good in moderation for specific things and I don't have the education on it. Uh, but if there's, if there's things that can help people with their anti, I'm a big proponent of like, I don't, I don't use marijuana as far as like smoking it or anything like that. But I, I don't take pain medicine. I hate pain. I hate, Mm -hmm. I don't take any kind of medicine, but, but I will eat, you know, every once in a while I'll eat like a, they said Delta eight, gummy. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I sleep well and, uh-huh. and my pain, I don't have any pain and, yeah. and it keeps me, I, I sleep well, I wake up. I don't have any issues with taking, uh, taking a nasty opioid. that's going to yeah, mess right. up my digestive yeah. system and, right. and ruin my life. Um, Absolutely. but those are, oh, yeah. those Destroy are things your that, liver. Is what Yeah. I'm yeah. Every time mean, there's, those things are terrible. And I'm a big proponent of anything that's natural that we can get people to start using to get off because like even with benzos like i mean you can it 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 completely wipes out your your long-term memory i mean people Uh people lose lose themselves in these these pharmaceuticals uh Uh that are pushed on us every single day Uh and so if there's something that helps people with with depression or anxiety if there's something natural out there they could use um i mean i would love for you to kind of touch on that a little bit as well too
1: absolutely yeah i mean. Like you said, I'm i in the, I'm the same uh, thought process. You know, I think accountability, you know, and when you're talking about alternative things like that, there has to be accountability. There has to be somebody that is knowledgeable and that you can trust, and they're going to help you um, with your needs, you know, because education is everything. Um, but, you know, personally for me, I deal with a lot of inflammation, uh, problems with inflammation. Some of it's genetic and same here, just, I'm,
0: same here, yeah.
1: Yeah, so like I don't every night, but I have a CBD and turmeric gummy that okay. I take at night. It works better than anything, and okay. I have a very high tolerance for pre- prescription pain medicine. So really, that's good because even if I took them, they don't work, you know. Right. Um, but I've suffered with TMJ for years, and so between chiropractic care, massage, massage, some laser therapy um, and the CBD and turmeric. I'm rocking and rolling now. Yeah. I mean, really, I, you know, so turmeric is literally, I think, one of the number one things I recommend because not only is it anti-inflammatory, it actually helps to calm you, and it's a root. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's nothing. There's no you can cook with it. Yep. You know, you can take it as a supplement. And then, but when you pair it with something like CBD, it's amazing. It's really good. Um, I,
0: will, I will go and, off on that with, uh, I had a, I have a guy uh, that used to work with me uh, and his father was elderly, had no cartilage in his knee, just like the word, he could hardly walk. And he was going and they were about to do a knee replacement. And somebody had told him to take a turmeric root and cut it and boil it, uh, boil it in water cut it up into like slices and then boil it in water. And then every day, uh, drink it, drink like a cup uh-huh. of it every morning. And uh-huh. he didn't have to have knee surgery. He walks around just fine. now. Yeah. Like it, 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 everything's completely, I mean, he was going to have to have a total knee replacement yeah. and he walks like nothing yeah. bothers him, but they said it tastes terrible. Awesome. Said it tastes awful, but it, but it, yeah. was, <laughs> but it, but it helped, you know, it, it made him, yeah, kept but, him from having surgery, oh, yeah. have a lot better surgery. Yeah, absolutely. Way absolutely. cheaper too.
1: <laughs> and an elderly person that has to go through a major surgery like that, there's so many risks for complications, infection, yeah. I mean, anesthesia, just, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, all those things. And it's like, that's where I try to step in and help people. You know, there are certain situations where that is the only option surgery or, you know, medication or, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. from a preventative standpoint, I don't think the medical society or the medical field works enough alongside the natural health segment of our society because I feel like they should partner on more things. And I've talked to a lot of people in the medical field who agree, you know. I mean, we have aging parents and, you know, we're going to doctor's appointments and, you know, and I'm working to try to help them not be on so many medications. But But it's part of that system and that mindset. That, well, you know, and I've kind of referred to this one time. It's like we live in a pop appeal mentality. Like, mm-hmm. I just want a pill. Give me a pill. And even in the natural health realm, people go to the herb store and they go, I want a pill. Right. You know? <laughs> right. And But it's like, okay, but are you willing to go the extra step and maybe take this out of your habits or your eating or, you know, because it's not just one thing. You know, but as far as like depression and a lot of times, you know, yeah, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to ever distract from saying, you know, there's, there's not an answer for every situation, but, you know, sometimes people do need good counseling. Sometimes people just need to get some good sleep at night, you know, exercise, exercise, Exercise. they're dehydrated, you know, um, or maybe their body is literally their their um, sedation rate or their inflammation rate is so high they're stressed out you know and it can cause all kinds of problems and so just lowering their inflammation could can do wonders it really can do wonders for people so yeah i mean i'm i'm all for i'm all for that
2: gut health and get your inflammation down
1: yeah, and, absolutely, and that's
2: something that I would like. To, we'd like to bring you on again, and I would like to dive deeper into that gut health and what's the best absolutely. thing. What's give me the, you know the, I don't know. I hate to say the easiest way, but some of the easiest ways just to keep a healthy gut. And uh, but I think yeah. that's a whole other podcast altogether because
0: I want to deep, I want well, to deep dive into that. Well, there's one that yeah. I, I want to I'll ask see. you about uh, the fire water. People are talking in Arlo that's on the fire
1: cider. Fire cider.
0: Yeah. Arlo's yeah huge on on I swear this.
1: by it. I and, make it. And I believe. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> I, I actually saw a guy the other day posted. Uh, this guy looks the healthiest he's ever been that I've ever known him, known him to be. Uh, and he mm-hmm. posted a year ago, he started making the fire cider.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: he's like, I'm telling you that this thing has so many medicinal purposes. It's so much, it does so much for your body. So how hard oh, is yeah. it to make? I it's, mean, it's I not. know
1: an elderly man yes. who, he does not, here's what he does. I mean, he's like 90-something, okay? And he's never, he's never sick, okay?
0: That's he amazing. He makes
1: his own fire cider, and what he does is he doesn't drink it every day. But when he goes to town or he knows he's going to, you know, go to church or be around a bunch of people, he takes, uh, like, a shot glass of it before yeah. and a shot glass when he gets home. Huh and it, he never gets sick, never, he has no health problems, and I make it about mid-summer, I'll start it back, because it needs to kind of cure for about six yep, weeks. Yeah, that's what he said, and, it's got to um, sit for a little and while. Then it, yeah, and then it's ready um, about uh, September, you know, and that's about when you really want to start taking it. Gotcha. And, um, oh yeah, it's absolutely, easy. I yeah. mean.
2: So it's, it's per- good stuff. I, I guess it's extreme. Now it
1: smells because it has apple cider vinegar in it, and that's another. We could definitely go on a rabbit trail with that because that is truly a cure all for warts, indigestion, another gut health remedy. I mean, it's like great. I mean, it's but um, it has that
0: in it. It has tons of medicinal purposes. I mean, oh
1: my god, I have a whole book on vinegar, on vinegar and vinegar uses, huh. like for the body and remedies, and yeah. The Egyptians used vinegar a lot, you know, and health and preservation was very important to them. You know, yeah.
0: So, if you would, if you, when you, when you get it freed up, if you could send me that, uh, that fire cider yes, recipe, please. Um, yeah. and we'll post it yeah. on our social media too. Oh like, my gosh. We, well, I think yeah. we'll get a lot of good, uh, good feedback on this one as well. Absolutely. Um, I've kept yeah. you very late. Uh, so what I would like oh, to yeah.
3: do. <laughs> Let's
0: let's go ahead. We're going to we'll wrap this one in. I, let's yeah. get back. Let's get back together when you have time. Uh, okay. And then Arlo will be back in here with us as well. Uh, and yeah. then I know he's gonna have a ton more questions uh, than I do. Uh, and and Andrew does probably because he's he's he he leans more on this side of, of, of health yes then then you and i do so yeah uh let's get back together let's do this again and i would
2: like to deep dive into that
0: yes held. for sure for yeah, sure Yeah,
1: i'd love to well, I, I feel so honored to be with you guys oh fun man and
0: we appreciate and your time we know, we know we yeah. know how busy you are and i appreciate it if you would before we get out of here tell everybody what you guys have going on at your farm and and what you oh, guys are doing
1: yeah so my husband is adam like i said uh, we're full-time farmers we have five children, and they are actually the fourth generation. Um, our family farm and, um, Adam's dad, um, he actually, his, him and his dad started a registered, uh, black Angus herd in 1964. So it's a closed herd. So that means that there have never been any more females introduced to the herd. So it's a, a very closed height, um, herd of cows and,
2: Kind of um, like a royal indeed. family.
1: It the, is. The it's royal family. Royal family. <laughs> <laughs> and the cool thing is, here's another little tidbit nugget. Um, this May will be 150 years since the Angus breed was introduced to the United States. Holy cow. Scotland. Um, yeah, holy so cow. it is. Yeah, holy cow. <laughs> no dude, no pun
0: intended. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> royal uh, cow.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, that's what, it's always the breed that people seek after for their beef, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but the name of our farm, uh, well, you know, our last name is Williams. And so that part of the farm is Williams Angus farm. Um, but Adam and my, uh, our part of the farm is five arrows farm. We have five children and, um, our children, um, represent the five part. And there's a Bible verse that talks about how. Um, arrows, uh, your children are like arrows in the hand of a warrior. Um, and, you know, we really believe in that. And um, so we do, we sell beef. Um, our beef is grass. It's on pasture all the time. We do hand feed them every day, a little bit of grain to get that good marbling that everybody loves. Mm-hmm. And,
2: yes, man, um,
1: so yeah, we do customer direct. We have a couple pickup locations um, where I meet customers and, We're working on a website so people can, you know, start ordering online. Uh, We have a lot of people that want to, want us to ship their beef, ship the beef to them, you know, so we're in the process of doing that and just moving in and shaking. And, but yeah, we, um, we're working on, you know, having it so people can also come out to the farm for pickups and some other great, exciting things. But, um, right now I'm working on a website, but you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook at Five Arrows Farm. Um, anybody that's interested in local beef that's raised ethically and um, I am they
2: go from, yeah. Okay. I am. <laughs> yeah i am I, I, yeah i i really am I was just talking the other day and I don't mean to interrupt but I was just but it, it's related I, I was just talking the other day about how it is amazing it is absolutely amazing to me that the size of city of Rome does not have just a butcher shop we mm-hmm. do not have one of those a
0: yeah, local butcher it shop. it is pretty crazy it is crazy yeah. somebody tried it once and they were like stupid expensive and it,
2: it was very expensive and it was an odd location it was. but but if you, yeah, so what you're saying is kind of exciting me because, you know, I got a new pellet grill yeah, and, well, and I love beef. And knowing yeah. your yeah. farmer,
1: knowing your farmer is great because, yes. you know, we're very transparent. We don't, we, you know, we don't hide anything. We love our animals. You know, we want to raise them ethically and be good stewards over the land that God's given us and over the animals. And, um, you know, we want to create a and, you know, develop a, a good product that people uh, love. And we do. We have a lot of repeat customers. People say our ground beef tastes like steak. We love mm. that. You know, that's exciting to us. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, that is exciting. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, we we know, we're with you. We, we believe in supporting local agriculture, local businesses, as much as absolutely possible because it makes for a stronger community. Right. Um, and we need to get back to that. Just like what we've been talking about, you know, this evening is – um, know where stuff comes from. Get get educated on things. And, you know, there's power in knowledge, you know. Um, and it, it will actually save you money, too. Because um, I, I, I never look at beef in the grocery store because I don't buy that beef. Mm-hmm. But I was curious. I hopped into Foodline last night to pick up a couple things. And I thought, oh, I'm going to go by the meat counter. And I was really shocked. I mean, these beef prices were crazy to me subpar beef having to pay that for beef that came
2: yeah 100 it's safe
1: don't get me wrong yeah. it's safe to eat it's usda i mean it has to be but it's the quality right you know you're
2: about the you're only thing just, you can do really around here is is jump on that berry sale every now and again now i see around yeah. here I, i'm excluding to what i'm just learning tonight about your farm <laughs> yeah that's but, all we knew
0: was the bit, yeah. yeah i mean that's all i knew yeah, you know sure. berry,
2: will, berry will berry will have those Beef sales are those, you know, that whatever you yeah. call it.
1: every now and then. Yeah. It,
2: it's just yeah. every now and again, and, and know, that's not run, enough. They run
1: a great operation. They run a great operation, and we know, um, you know, the people in the ag department out there, and they do a great job, and it's really good for the students, but we're not the only ones that, you know, that sell beef, and there are a lot of farmers out there that are doing it, um, but, you know, we my in fact my father in law helped get the black Angus herd started at Perry mm. <laughs> in the 70s. Really? Yeah, he did. So you've seen those black cows going along. He's the out reason they're father- part of the
0: reason they're out there. One of the main is. reasons, not the
1: only reason, but yeah, he worked yeah. out there then, and um, and they did have some cattle already, mm-hmm. and it was you know established. But he did help to get it get it to going, and um, so yeah, we're very blessed. Um, Adam Stahl, like I said, he just turned eighty last week and he has a wealth of knowledge and um so yeah i mean we we have a lot going on and anybody that's interested in buying beef absolutely shoot me a message on facebook or instagram five arrows farm five um arrows and farm. we can hook
2: people up what what, what that down there too, now. like
0: and another thing that this this will be it's just something we could touch on as well when we get back together um we want to know the process on how you were able to sell that beef in the United States and what some people may do that is a little uh, <laughs> well, not by the rules to try to sell. A, we
1: we actually use a USDA certified yes. Uh, facility. Yes. Yes. Um it's actually in subligna or you know near Somerville. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um and they've only been open for a couple of years now but they're great locally owned and we we have tried a lot of different processors and um, I jokingly say we had to kiss a lot of frogs to find a prince. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I can <laughs> imagine. They're clean. They're clean. They're professional. And like I said, it's USDA certified. And we really like working with them. And um, so legally, yes, that's how you sell beef. Gotcha. There are people who sell it illegally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that on the next episode when we get you back <laughs> in here. But look, I great. seriously, I know you're a super busy person, and I really do appreciate you being able to to call in and and talk to us about some of this stuff. Uh, and I look forward to to talking to you again, Jeannie. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely, it was a blessing. You Thank guys have you. A great night.
0: All right, Thank you too. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. All right. Okay. All right. All right goodbye. So there you have it, man. Uh, it's great information. Some stuff that we've we've been wanting to probably talk about for the past three years. We it, just haven't found the right person. And little did we know we went to high school with her. And so.
2: and, and more to talk about. I I, I really do mean I, I do. I think it's important. I've heard it from a lot of people how important that gut health is, and I want to dive deeper into that. And I look forward to next conversation with her about that because uh, it affects everything. It, it does. It, it, it affects everything. It absolutely. I, I, I know does. I was having some issue with some. Oh, I'll just say it. I don't. I don't want to have any secrets. But I was having like a scalp acne kind of, and I went down to the uh, herb shop that I, we all go to, and uh, they said, "Oh, it's probably your gut. It's what you put in comes out. So it's probably your gut health." Yeah. So we started working on that gut health, and it didn't. You know, it improved. You know, it's it's so important.
0: So it, important. I mean, and those are things that you don't you you don't hear about. Or you no, no, that's what we say. Something's wrong. Give me a pill for it. So I guess what we all need to do is start being a little more diligent about what goes in our body and then finding the things that we have issues with and, and kind of trying to find some natural remedies, uh, that are growing right in your backyard, not on the highway of Floyd County.
2: I'm going to put some beef in my body from five arrow farms. No like- doubt.
0: No doubt, man. Hey, it's good to see you. Uh, let's get back in here next week. Um, we've got, we can, I, I think we're going to tackle this, uh, do a couple of parts on this uh made off uh or yeah made how do you say it not made, made off.
2: it's
0: not made off made, all, made i don't know made all the uh anyways those terrible backwoods southern lawyers <laughs> out of south carolina that's right. so we're going to get back in here arlo be back in the studio next week and uh looking forward to that everybody uh have a good weekend and y'all take care we'll talk to you soon out later